Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Drunken Mustache Podcast. I'm Logan, and here with me today are the two best friends that anybody could have, uh, Kevin Oliver and uh, Ozzy Ozzyston. Ozzy Chavez. Ozzy Chavez. Chavez. Chaves. 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 I didn't know you. Although I did learn today that your middle name is Joel, so that's kind of cool. Or is it Joel? Or is it Joel? I feel like we've talked. I feel like we've talked about that at work before. And how did you not like? How did you find out today? Because you posted your Spotify thing, and it's got your middle name on it. Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. What? Go look him up. Oswaldo Joel Chaves. Chaves. Yep. But yeah, this week uh, we're covering a few things. Uh, All right. Yeah. This we uh, went to Mordecai Brewing, and for this week or month or however it's been since we last recorded, we listened to "All I Want for Christmas Is You" by Mariah Carey because that's where everybody plays it in the holiday times. Well, I mean, that's what we all chose at this time. I mean, it was we all just submitted our answer at the same time, and we all chose the same album. It was wild. Like, are we best friends now? You guys want to go do karate in the basement? <laughs> you guys want to go get some hookers? Yeah, all right. Uh, no. Do some blow. Actually, I listen to that song every morning when I wake up. It's my alarm. It gets me going. And then I go to sleep to DMX. Um, so, yeah. No, I was, I always, I've always wondered that when I see that in a movie. I'm like, how good of a friend do you have to be with these people to just be like, hey, we should go get some hookers, like, all at the same time. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think uh, the real albums we chose were Abyss by Unleash the Archers, Front Country, uh, <laughs> Ozzy, what's the name of it? Front Country, blah, 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 the blah. Name, the name of the album, well, the name of the album is Impossible World. That's Front it. Country. Impossible World, and Gwynifer Raymond, the... Uh, lights over something mountain. Strange lights over Garth Mountain. Yeah, I'm really off today, aren't I? Oh well, it's all this. It's You've never all... really been good about the whole uh, t- title of the albums. Oh, it's all this Mordecai beer, and also, yeah, I've not. Wait, I'm... did you go get Mordecai beer? Mm-hmm. I'm drinking. I'm so sorry. I'm Your drinking. Box. Yeah, we might as well get into that first before we cover the albums. So, uh, Mordecai, um. I'll just cut straight to the point. Do you, I'm not sure if you really want me to announce this over the uh, coverage, but Kevin, that was the first time I've ever seen you actually throw out a beer. That was really that one was not great. But well, it wasn't it wasn't a full beer. I'm gonna preface that, but uh, yes. Yeah, so I had basically a flight. They don't offer flights, but you can get taster samples of everything and pay them for that individually which is interesting but then you have to carry four individual glasses to your table yeah that's kind of um this, so so the space itself is actually very very good like very nice um it's open um we sat outside because covid times um which was nice we actually ended up getting a well, yeah covid times um, yeah yeah it doesn't help i guess speak, but, I mean, it helps but it was, it still gets there. Yeah, it was, it was a really nice day, so we were able to sit outside and sit in the sun, and then I, you know, I got, out of what I got, what did I get? I got five beers. I had one good beer, three mediocre beers, and one bad 
was a uh, Dunkel, uh, just a Dunkel logger. What was wrong with the beer? I mean, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there when you had already thrown it out. By the time I got there, was it just was it like so? Nasty? Uh, I it? There, there was something wrong with it. Whatever I was, they did. It, so it I don't. It tastes like burnt plastic. Yeah, I don't oh, know okay. if this no, was. I don't know if this was actively on their brewing process. I think they might have had like an issue with the line because. Well, I'm saying, is it like the actual concept that is bad, or is it the execution? Is what I'm what I'm wondering. You know, it, I feel like if they did it right, it would have been an okay to good beer. Like, uh, but there's definitely something that happened during that process that they had a burnt plastic flavor to it, and the. Even if there's a little bit of a burnt plastic flavor to a beer, if it's good enough. So if this had, like, a regular Dunkel Lager, like, a really strong malt backbone, but still super crushable because it was a lager, but there's, like, a hint of, like, burnt plastic to it, I probably would have still drank it. But it was teetering on being also too light um, for a Dunkel, for what I usually get out of my dunkles the dunkles i like um and then it also had a very strong burnt plastic flavor over top of it so there wasn't anything to counterbalance a burnt plastic flavor because sometimes you can get away with it if it's got enough roast or malt to it which and by get away with me i mean drinkable not like it's gonna be good beer but yeah no it wasn't good and it, honestly it wasn't worth finish on the taster that I got out of it. So, that one was uh, pretty disappointing. I will say, I, I did go back afterwards. Like I said, I got their beer now. I did a sample of the beer just to check to see if it was like something with the line. Still still tasted like burnt plastic. I don't know what was going on with that. So yeah, anyway. I, think, I think it's something to do with like their fermentation process. Something like an O-ring is scorched. or I, I don't know enough about how an actual brewery functions, but there's going to be something that you can't be wanting that out of any sort of flavor. So I think they added it to it. But um, so I got that one. I had an IPA. It was all right. I had a different IPA that was actually pretty good. Um, and I think it's because of the type of hop that it was in. I think there's laurel hops in this one, and they give off a weird, like, citrusy. Melony kind of flavor. It was really good. That one was actually really good. Oh, I can't tell you what it was. It was well, they the had uh, they had two. So, uh, I have the list here. Was it the New England or the American? Oh, there's two Americans. Yeah, they I had. Think the, I think it was the American. They had so one not American. East, but West Coast, or was it cashmere sweater? I think I remember getting the cashmere. And so there's not East but West Coast, and then there's the cashmere. Yeah, it would have been the cashmere. The but ca- then that would make me think that they use cashmere hops, and I've got everything backwards. But uh, I don't know. That one was good. The New England was not as good. It was very okay. Um, it seemed to me like they their mash bill was a little off. It was a little light. And then it was also light on flavor, so it seemed like they had cut back on the amount of hops that they added to it and that style you really gotta throw hops to it at the very end of the boil and uh, do your like uh, whirlpool hops just to get all those oils out of it and it seems like 
they had cut back a little bit on it, and maybe some of the, uh, maybe some of that stank was, uh, getting into that beer, and then I had the marshmallow, um, porter, double chocolate porter with raspberries and marshmallows. Yeah. And that one was, that one was good. Uh, it was, I'd say, I rated it earlier as mediocre. I'd put it back as good. It's just not what I wanted out of it. I got the chocolate, I got the raspberry, but I think the style of porter was not a good choice for it. I think if they had gone stout and made it a little thicker and a little sweeter, that chocolate and raspberry would have made a nice, like, dessert beer. And that's probably why I rated it lower. Just because I... You know, I, I think it would have done better as a different style. Like, the flavors that they added in were very good, but it was the, the backbone of the beer, the porter style of the beer, wasn't strong enough to really uh, complement some of those flavors that they had in there. Well, and that was honestly kind of my thought with some of their uh, choices was that I, I don't think they picked the right style of beer to properly bring out the flavors. I think my favorite one was probably the brown ale sweet potato pie, which was actually pretty solid. But, like, I'm having their regular brown ale right now, and it doesn't, it doesn't taste like a brown ale should. It tastes more like a, eh, I don't know. Like it bear, it doesn't it doesn't have the same kind of heft to it if that makes any sense and that was kind of how I felt about the porter where I was like there's just not enough there's not as much here as there should be I don't know if that's kind of what you're getting at uh, Kevin but yeah that was kind of my issue um, back to the location though I was pretty happy with what I saw I was just kind of disappointed that we couldn't really take advantage of it. Because this is a big place that does, like, disc golf activities. And they've clearly got a lot of, like, pinball machines and foosball tables. and like all oh, they have pinball machines? I never saw that. Yeah, they were back in the back over by the restroom. They have all kinds oh. of stuff in this place. But you can't really take advantage of it because we're all stuck outside. It just is what it is. So I think it's a really nice setup. I just think they need to kind of work on their beer selection like, I don't know. I liked the IPAs personally, and I liked the sweet potato pie, but everything else kind of felt like a miss. Like, I've also got their regular stout here, and I don't know what it is about it. It just doesn't taste like a stout should. Stout is that? Uh, they're like BB... Oh, just a Mordecai, like, glasscock one? Yeah, the, bla- the glasscock, yeah. Okay. It just doesn't, it doesn't have the same kind of, I hate to say this because it's a really damning term for like a brewery, but it tastes like watered down and I'm kind of like, uh, that's not, that's not right. A, t- a stout should be full body like, and this is kind of just disappointing, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going on with their brewery or how long they've been there, but I will say it's in kind of a secluded area. Honestly, I, I didn't even know that it was there. Yeah, uh, I've never come across that. Not whole development. I didn't even know there was anything behind that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's in a nice, like, 
shopping. Oh, I wouldn't say shopping. Like it's like, like kind of like a strip mall, but yeah, it's like really nice and built up, and they have like a stage and stuff out there. But it's behind, you know, like the Salvation Army and the uh, food. Greenhouse. Yeah. So it's like you wouldn't normally turn in there to go see it unless you knew that this was in there, and you know it's. I don't. I don't know. I'm, this is pure speculation. I don't know how long they've been open, but it may be that they are come across some hard times and they're having to cut back on ingredients that they would normally put into beer. And that's why, A, with one of the New England IPAs, I said it needed more body and more hot flavor. You said the stout needs to be a little bit more full-bodied. It could be an effect of that. And if that's the case, then, I'm, you know, it's very sad. Uh, because I think, you know, the space is the space is great and they're trying, but it's it seems like, yeah, they're just falling short or making... Uh, weird decisions about some of their beers like i mean this the porter thing over the stout i'm like those are very strong flavors you need something stronger but it may have just turned out a little lighter and so they called it a porter instead of a stout and then you know just kind of still tried to sell it i will say they uh when i came back like some of the options they had had already gone so clearly they were not brewing on the same capacity as some of these other places we've been to. It seems like they're only brewing like a couple of batches and then just kind of letting it run out. Because I had really wanted to get the sweet potato pie and I like when I came back, which was only maybe like a week later, they would, it had already sold out. And I mean, I, I was like, okay, I don't know if that's... Maybe it was just bad timing. Maybe it was just that's their most popular beer. But to me, that seems like... You know, you're running on short supply because there wasn't exactly a massive crowd when we went out there. Um, but Ozzy, I think you're the only person we haven't heard your direct opinion of the place. What were your thoughts? Yeah, sorry, I had gone away. I had to go to the bathroom, but uh, I kind of share the same sentiment. I guess um, I wasn't blown away at all. Um, there, I had their beers, but they weren't very, I guess, remarkable. Um, I actually, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I. I mean, and I'm, I don't drink a lot, and it could be that during, I mean, during the back half of this year, I've started to drink a lot less, so I don't know if that's maybe just caused me to not enjoy drinking beer as much, um, but I just did not enjoy that session of drinking, um, trying those beers. Um, I did try, I think I tried, I had like a make your own flight kind of thing since we couldn't get our own flights, and... I will say I did have the sweet potato pie beer, and that was was good. Like it had, I will compliment that one on getting the sweet potato taste right. It wasn't like, I feel like when you try to make something like sweet potato, you can really do it. Like you want to like make sure you get that sweet potato, so you overdo it. And they didn't do that. It, it had a subtle hint of sweet potato, and it was it was good. I did like that one, so I did enjoy that. Um, and I had their IPAs. I was not impressed with their IPAs. Um, not that they were bad. I just they weren't anything special. I think I had the I think I had the cashmere for sure, and I forgot what other ones I had. Um, I wanted. I don't know if I tried the double chocolate porter with raspberries and marshmallows. Um, 
for some reason, I think I remember trying that and thinking that it just tasted too much like fake raspberries. Yeah, I think we all uh, we all tried that one. I just straight up didn't like it. Kevin, you yeah. seem to have tasted it better. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I tasted it better than anybody else. I just every time I get a raspberry beer, it always has a face fake raspberry flavor. Right. Well, I think my specifically my problem with it wasn't that was that I could not taste like the chocolate and the marshmallow. The raspberry was there. Nope. It's oh, hard. I can never taste marshmallow. Yeah. I can never taste marshmallow in anything. Anything that says like oh like donut glaze, marshmallow, those like things that are just pure sugar. I never taste them. And yeah, it's kind of hard to taste in any beer, and I don't know. That's probably on me. Like, oh, you know, I can really taste the marshmallow out of this guy. You know, like, I mean, whatever. I can taste raspberry. I can taste a little chocolate. Did I want more chocolate for it to be? I believe they listed it as it's double, double chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, it is. It's called. It wasn't anywhere close to Young's double chocolate style, and that tastes like pure chocolate. Um, I could taste it a little bit. I wouldn't call it double. Uh, and then the raspberry added a nice, like, tang to it. Like, if you go to a restaurant and get their chocolate raspberry cake, with it's, it tastes like that, but maybe with less chocolate in it. And you're drinking it, so it's lighter. Yeah, I just wasn't, I mean, for that, that seemed like one of their highlight things, and I was like, this is not, I can hardly <laughs> taste this extra flavor they're putting in it tastes just like the glass cock and the glass cock wasn't great either so i was kind of like eh whatever uh, i think yeah i think it was very light on the chocolate and like you said i got a lot of raspberry i think maybe it would have been better if they you know if we could have gotten more chocolate out of it it would have helped balance the raspberry uh, that's what i was saying is if they yeah. had made it a stout yeah they made it made it heavier made it more chocolatey made it more full-bodied all of it better. Not, that's true. They're much better. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I want to support local, and I hope they kind of continue to can get better and improve, because I do like the location. I feel like that is a cool area that I would like to hang out with, but their beers just are not very good, like, comparatively speaking, to some of these other places that we've gone to. And if I'm out there, I'd maybe, like, rather go down the road to, like, Compass Rose or somewhere like that. Yeah. I mean, Cumbers Road is right around, the, right around the corner. Linwood Brewing is right around the corner. The Flying yeah. Saucer is right around the corner. That's not right. You I'm always, not, you always want to. I'd rather go there. Yeah. You always want to go to the Flying Saucer. Yeah. All right. Flying Saucer. Well, Flying Saucer has great food. I went today, actually. Do we? Do we want to just do a review of the Flying Saucer? It's not a brewery. It's not a brewery. No, it's because it's, it's too biased at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No kidding. We can do. We, we could do like a food and like random beer there, but I it, it would yeah it's too biased. Yeah, so all right, so that place I I think they're one of those people who who were the front runners in that area, and they wanted to get in that area before it got too expensive, and they didn't necessarily have all the kinks out of their systems and brewing and then they probably can't push came to shove and so they started putting stuff out and it's just uh spiraled from there in my opinion and the area is not getting built up as quickly as probably that they would hope because it's not the nicest area that i've ever been in in my life um but 
know, hopefully they'll they'll figure it out and, and whatnot. But like I said before, and I'll say it again, you are in one of the most saturated brewing areas of the United States. I mean, it's like here, Colorado and California are like in the top three of bre- just breweries that exist in the state, like even per capita. Um, so when you're going to come online, you're going to have to have something that knocks people's socks off. Because if you don't, people are just going to go 10 minutes down the street to a different brewery that can do it better. Well, I mean, solid like Lone Rider, where you just make something that's generic and, you know, okay. Well, I mean, those are. Has the benefit of starting out before the brewing thing hit, like before breweries were like the big thing in North Carolina, Lone Rider was getting established, and that's why they still exist. And I honestly believe that because their beer has gone so far downhill since when I tried it, you know, eight years ago. Uh, nine years ago when I was, you know, their Sweet Josie has just gone so far downhill, but they're established at this point. Well, People I, know the Lone Rider name and they go for it. I think we're getting a little off topic from talking about Mordecai to bashing on Lone Rider, which is a trend with us. We tend to bash on Lone Rider. But yeah, I think I think those yeah. are your two options. Are you? Your two options are kind of like to establish a home base in a area like this with a lot of brewing where you can kind of like get your rep up or to do what Lone Rider did which is to get in early and then try to you know regional out your beer sales really quickly before anybody knows it because I think Lone Rider is one of those recognizable names that you might not know where they're from but you'll probably at least be like oh yeah I know one or two of their beers because those are decent who cares about the rest of them but anyway Another thing is, Kevin could be right. It could just be an off, you know, season. You know, I mean, it's not exactly the most optimum year for anyone. You know? It's not a good time for people getting together. That's that, different. and it's not a good time for small companies. You know, this isn't exactly like a booming uh, brewery because uh, I've never really heard of them before, and they really only have their one site. So, you know, it could just be downtimes, honestly. So. Well, I mean, again, I, I kind of want to say, go ahead. This isn't like some of our places where I'm like, just don't go there. I think this is one of those where I'd be like, you should go and try it for yourself and make your own determination. Because I do want to see them supported and potentially get better. But Because uh, I think there's a lot to like about the idea of their location. And that, I just got to say, though, if you're going because you're like, you want good beer, there are so many better options like, not even five minutes down the road. It's kind of, it's kind of a hard sell, you know. What were our other places that we told people not to go to? Uh, Lone Rider specifically. Um, I would tell them to go to Lone Rider before I went to Mordecai. Ooh. Lone Rider is better. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I think there's only one place we told not to go to. I thought there was like another one, but I don't know. Whatever. I don't think we've had. And it looks like Mordecai is only really a year and a half old. I don't know. I mean, Bearded Bee is like only like six months old, and they're killing it. So. They got it right. Uh, uh, beer tastes good. That's true. I looked up a news clip about um, Mordecai, and it said that a new brewery is opening, and it was posted on July of 2019. So, you know. 
I don't know. I mean, personally, I didn't like Fun Guys, although their beer was fine. That's like the opposite problem. Their beer is good. Their location is kind of like a hole in the wall. So it's like, you know, take your pick. I hope they get their beer out. But anyway. Their location and their setup, I don't like at all. They got nothing in there. It looks like a warehouse. Yeah. But I I, I do like the, when I walked in and what I saw of the place of Mordecai, it was cool. So. I mean, I feel like you guys are trying to bend over backwards to try to sell this brewery, and the beer's not good. You know, I'm just trying to highlight the things that are okay, because, you know, there it is a brewery, right? If it was just the beer, it's one thing, but the brewery, you kind of have to sell the aesthetic of wanting to be there to drink. Um, I don't necessarily want to go to Fun Guys to drink, because there's, a, like, four tables, and there's nothing to do there. This place had the arcades feeling to it, because we had the games... And then it had a nice setup inside. Obviously, we didn't get to sit inside, but I got to see it. And it had a nice seating outside as well. So I'm saying those are at least good things of it. But, you know, obviously what let us down, what let it down for us was the main selling point, which is the beer. Well, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I, I think... I go to a brewery for ambiance. I go to a brewery for beer. Well, I think, Kevin, no, you're... I'm saying there's things that would completely deter me, and that doesn't deter me, at least. Well, I think Kevin's got the main point, though, right? As much as I'm trying to defend them, because I want, you know... I think for me, it's more like a guilt trip, because it's like, you know, shit's really tough for people right now, and you're right, and I kind of want local breweries to kind of stick it out and hopefully see more success. But Kevin's right. You go to a brewery to drink beer, the beer's not good. You know, it it is what it is. I'm not not saying that saves it at all, but I'm just saying they're... You can still give a place pros on certain things, um, and that's really the only pro I took away from it. Yeah, but then you're going to say that you'd rather them go there over something like Lone Rider. It's like the ambiance and scenery at Mordecai. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a, it's a nice building and stuff, but you know, once you get in there, it kind of fades away. Like Lone Rider had a really small area, and their beer was average. I wouldn't say it was. I had wor- I had worse beers at Mordecai than I did at Lone Rider. No, I'm not. I'm not I, and I'm not saying I would rather go to one versus the other. I'm, I was just making a point about a positive. Was it is all? Yeah, I'm just saying that if you got if you got to do one and tell them not to go there, then even if it is local and a small business, then I'm, you got you got to be honest, or else you know. Yeah, yeah no, I'm going to listen to the Drunken Mustache podcast. Yeah, I know. Nobody's going to take us seriously. God. I mean, if, if, if we're down to brass tacks, which is saying, would we recommend it? I would say no. Yes. All right. Guys, okay. So we all agree that we don't recommend. We've been, talk, we're talk, we've been talking about it for 30 minutes. We should probably get it's, on it's, to the music. It's dead already. We beat that horse and we ate the horse. We should. We should <laughs> you got to get up and you got to eat that horse. All right. Yeah, we should talk about the music, though. Um, Kevin, let's uh, just get yours out of the way. Um, what, what? What compelled you to choose uh, Gwynefer Raymond? Was it, let be honest. Was it just that you thought the name Gwynefer was funny? Is that why you picked Gwynefer Raymond? Do you want to know the actual truth about it? I want to know the truth. Well, can, can the I handle? Is that I heard uh, Ozzy choose Top Country, and I was pissed that it could be a country album, so. I went in and chose some of the weirdest shit I could find, and alternative Welsh um, was in the top, and it also had a decent Metacritic score. So I was like, we're going to give this a go. Okay. Well, before we continue, 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and play a sample of off of the album. Uh, uh, so let me go ahead and play a clip from uh, Worn Out Blues uh, by Jennifer or God, God damn it. Gwynifer Raymond. It's Jwenifer. Is it? Jwenifer? I'm joking, dude. Just play the board. Fuck. I probably should have picked a song with less of an intro. Yeah, you. Yeah, you gotta put it in the middle, though. Just, just okay. slide it. It's not gonna matter. Yeah, but anyway. Um, so that was just a quick. That was a quick sample. It's a instrumental album uh, by Gwynifer. I th- believe all the instruments are played by herself, um, which I think. And uh, Ozzy getting to. I don't know, Kevin. Since it's your album, I'm sorry. I'll let you start. I kind of—I know Ke- Ozzy has a bunch of thoughts that we kind of went over on a disc golf session about this album. But uh, go go ahead and tell me your thoughts since you picked the album, Kevin. Uh, so when I picked this album, I didn't know that it was an instrumental album. Surprise, uh, surprise. Yeah, I mean, but overall, I did not hate this album. Uh, I mean, I usually listen to stuff in the background and whatnot so a lot of times i'm just listening to it when i'm driving and not really focused on it um so i was leaving work and i started this album it starts with a song called incantation and sweet jesus that song makes me want to gouge my ears out it is not good and i was like holy shit this album is gonna be so bad and then uh, the next song, Helfer, Helfer Curtain, shows up, and I was like, "Oh, I can handle it." And you know, I listen, you know, listen to it all the way through. And in the end, is it something I would go back and listen to again? Probably not. But listening to an instrumental album like that, um, I did enjoy kind of trying to picture like movie scenes. Um, that would kind of go with this music, and I and that was kind of a fun exercise for me. Uh, like the song we just heard, um, which I forgot the name of already. Born Out Blues. I was thinking about you know someone catching a train out in the middle of nowhere, uh, kind of singing the blues kind of deal. And, you know, it was a fun exercise overall. I mean, you know, there was a, a couple songs where I thought that the music kind of drug on uh, for a little bit. And, you know, I got tired of the song. Incantation is just awful. Um, because it's just so jarring. Like, the background noise is up front. And it's uh, not a good example of what the rest of the album is. Um I would recommend 
this album to people to listen to probably once just to kind of get an idea I, I did enjoy it going in you know I was just picked it as a troll pick um <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah you, you succeeded there, so good, good for you. <laughs> but you know, in the end, it was still pretty good. I, I, I wouldn't listen to it again. I, but that's more just your style of music. Not well, see, I, I just, I just kind of, I just kind of find it funny because you were giving us flack for being like, you know, we're pointing out the positives about Mordecai. It's like, but you wouldn't drink there. It's like, no. And now you're doing the same thing for this album. I wouldn't listen no, no, to it no, again. No, This is different. <laughs> okay. I think you should at least have one drink of Gwennifer Raymond and it not be Incantation. And then, you know, I still think that that's a good... If you are into instrumental... So it's a very specific person who's going to like this album. It is someone who's instrumental. I mean, Mordecai's beer is objectively bad. <laughs> okay, we get it, yeah. Well, no. this oil, it can appeal to a certain audience. And I, you know, like I said, I enjoy the album. It's just not my speed, right? So I can enjoy a type of beer and say that that's a good version of that beer, but I probably am going to go drink another IPA, Got right? That, that's kind of where we're at. Like, I think she did a very good job. Uh, it just doesn't know, appeal to you specifically, is what you're getting. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, again, I can definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I think I, I had the same sentiment at the end of it all. I was like, you know, I think it was done very well. I think for the type of music it is, which I looked it up, and it's 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 kind of defined as American primitive, which is something I just learned about. Which, I, but the, this type of playing the music, American prim- primitive is just like a type of guitar playing it, where it's it's kind of like very basic it's very it's 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 always instrumental but it's not quite folk but yeah. it's like hinging on folks and folk and blues it takes a little bit of everything and it's kind of it's like it, and it's not like americana either which yeah. i know what americana is but it's different than that so it's like this is new to me and this is definitely a, if this is the style done right i don't like this style like i don't i, I would not listen to this a lot um and it's funny that you, Kevin, said something about trying to envision a story or, like, a movie or, like, something like that, because I did the same thing, because I had been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 recently, because I bought the game for the first time, so it was, I was really engrossed in that, and I just thought this was a perfect, like, backdrop for something like that. Because, like, you were saying, like, some random guy out in the middle of nowhere catching a train and just, you know, going through, you know, sing, like, Singing the blues or something like that, and yeah, for real. I felt like, like that was like a perfect backdrop. Like some of those songs, I could like me going into like a random cabin with like hillbillies running around and on a horse, and it's like dead quiet in the middle of nowhere with like deer running around in the background. Like some of that would be like perfect for some of this, and so that helped me really appreciate the songs more. Still, I wouldn't really listen to it again, even though I did enjoy some of these. Um, I actually enjoyed Incantation. I didn't think it was a great starter because i like you was like man this is gonna fucking suck and and it's funny like i didn't know it was instrumental and usually with like the first song if it's instrumental i don't automatically think it's going to be entirely instrumental but once i got to like the second one i was like oh fuck is this instrumental i just went through every song and like quick played like the first like two minutes i was like man motherfucker this is all instrumental um so it's always funny whenever you start getting that sense of doom that this is an instrumental album um but um, 
I actually, the songs that I liked were the less, like, straightforward song. Like, I think how she plays is very impressive on songs like Hell for Certain and Worn Out Blues that you pointed out. She, I mean, those are the more, like, technical songs where she's picking, picking a lot. Um, she's doing a lot of, like, finger-picking on the guitar. And I think that sounds great. I think it's impressive. But I got bored of it. I, I just, the sound of a guitar, of that sound of a guitar over and over again, it just gets old for me. So those are my least favorite songs, but for some reason Incantation just seemed a little different. It had like a dreary feel to it. I like that. I think Eulogy for a Dead French Composer was good because it was a little different. She had more of a strumming going on to the picking, and it had more of a kind of a dreary feel too. Obviously it's Eulogy for Dead French for somebody that's dead, so you know it's going for a dreary feeling. And then uh, the last song as well, um, Strange Lights over Garth Mountain, had a kind of a weird feeling dreary as well um so those songs actually i like more than the technical like kind of cool picking stuff which sounded great but um i think it's uh, an interesting album for sure um i enjoyed a lot of it in the background but that's not how i like to listen to music personally i i kind of in a way i liked this album i don't think it's my style kind of as we pointed out I like the thought that Guinefer, or whatever, however it's pronounced, seemed to put into the songs in the album. Because as we talked about, this whole album is supposed to be telling a story, or you know, each song is supposed to have a idea. So incantation, which I took to be like a spiritual, magical incantation thing, it starts out with like three instrumentals, but the guitar would every now and again would be like playing a sequence and then play the last string out of last key out of uh, tune and you'd be like whoa that's not right and I was like but that's kind of given off the vibe of like dark magics going on something's just not quite right here worn out blues which was probably my favorite song was again a very slow kind of tepid song but every now and again it would pick up only to kind of trip over itself in the playing to kind of give that feeling of like, well, this is somebody who might know what they're doing, but they just can't do it quite as well as they used to be able to because they're old or worn out. And then Marseille, or Marseille, I don't know. The Bunkhouse at 3 a.m. Uh, again, was a, was not a great song, but it was interesting because it started kind of slow, like a person waking up and then kind of panicking as things got more disorderly. So I, I, I like the idea behind a lot of these songs, but um, yeah, it's just not my style. And I think the part that kind of drove me crazy was the lack of instruments, especially the lack of drums. I don't, I don't know if this is just a personal thing for me, but it was like it really started getting on my, uh, getting on my nerves at the end where I was like, these are just the same instruments over and over again. And there's just really nothing being added, and it doesn't, it doesn't switch up like who nobody. The guitar is kind of like the main focus, and it never switches focus. There's never like the drums get us, because there are no drums. The drums don't get a thing. There's nothing else. Well, so, I, can, I can agree with that because, like, as a guitarist, I know that an, an acoustic guitar only has so much uh, range, um, not like note range or dynamic range but like as an instrument like you can't i mean the way she plays it you can't really hook it up to something to make it sound different you can't 
apparently she recorded this in a basement, so that makes it sound kind of cool. But even outside of that, like, there's only so much you can do with a guitar if you're doing picking and strumming and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, you're right. After a while, it all kind of starts getting to be kind of a little much, even though it was only eight songs. So I think it was a good length. I think if it was any longer, you know how some albums get to be 10, 11, 15 songs, that would have been dreadful. I would have, I couldn't have done it. But, um, yeah, I feel the same way about that. That's a good point about the drums, because I think the drums are important, like the bass, because they drive it for you. They drive the song. And there's nothing to drive these besides what she was doing. And if it gets old for you at two minutes in a five-minute song, it's not going to get better at four minutes or five Right. So I guess for me, it's kind of like <laughs> I'm just doing the exact same thing I did with Mordecai. I appreciate what she's going for, but it's not my thing. So well, yeah, I, there's pros and cons. Right? Yeah, I can't really recommend this album if you don't if you don't like what did you call it? It's like it's called American Primitive. Yeah. And according to a quote that I read from her, it's her take on it to make it a Welsh primitive term. But in in general, that style of of guitar playing and instrumental play is called American Primitive. I've, that's something I learned just today. Gotcha. Yeah. I did see something about it on her website when you were talking about how it was, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Welsh that's the quote I got from her website, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. That's... And I was curious because, I mean, I wanted to see how she recorded this because you're right. I mean, there's, there's obviously, when it comes to instrumentals, there's more to it than just playing, right? She wanted to invoke something. Because she, if she wanted to tell you what she wanted to do, she'd sing, but she doesn't. She plays. So I wanted to see more detail about it. And they, she didn't have a Wikipedia page. It was kind of hard. Well, and that's the other interesting thing is it also lets us all paint our own picture. Because like Kevin was saying, it's like y'all pictured, you know, waiting at a train station. I didn't picture that at all. I pictured like an old man out kind of working the fields. Um kind of like away from what he used to do kind of kind of like the end of red dead where like the gunslinger puts up his guns Whoa, his... don't tell me the end of red De- red dead one i don't remember which red dead was it i don't know all of the I red mean, deads i'm assuming the main guy always dies but in, main, in red dead one the main guy dies yeah yeah i know that much at least i've played that game. yeah are we, are we... I mean, anyway i Kevin. will say that sometimes that while I agree some of her titles um, went well with what you're supposed to be feeling in this, or, or, you know, it made me feel a certain way, and me trying, you know, trying to fit the title to the images in my head, right? Uh, to the Marseille bunkhouse at 3 a.m., you know, like you said, it started out pretty slow, and got more hectic, but then it also got kind of joyful in there, and then, you know, so that was a disconnect for me in the song. Like, it was so happy, you know, all of a sudden I started, uh, or I guess a beat that I started picturing people celebrating, but then you go back to this other thing, I was like, well, are they stressed out, or are they happy, and I'm very confused at what's actually happening, you know, and, and, you know, this is all in my head. So, you know, every, like we said, everybody is going to experience a different kind of thing. But, you know, sometimes without the words, it does cause a hindrance to what you're trying to convey. Yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, with that said, let's move on to our second album. I'll go. I'll go ahead and say that uh, I picked Abyss uh, by Unleash the Archers, and this was a recommendation by my old boss uh, down in Atlanta, John John Knott, who's a very nice guy. I, Ozzy, I gave you his list of things. Did you ever get a chance? Did you uh, get a chance? Yeah, I started to listen? listening to some stuff. Um, if he would have requested this, I would have. I would have. You know, the other stuff he requested were really out there, like, <laughs> really strangely out there. He, like, he no likes. Offense, but I don't want to listen to like Japanese metal. Like, not that it's not good. I just, I need, if I'm going to listen to something new, I need to dabble in something that I can understand. He's uh he's got some interesting tastes, but uh, you know I think he's also more into the scene than we are, specifically metal. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, unleash, unleash the archers though uh, is a band with that uh, I was unfamiliar with, but apparently they tell like they've been doing a lot of kind of stories very similar to Coheed over their albums that kind of build up over time about a main character named the Immortal. Uh, so, you know, that gives you a kind of like an idea from what they are. I'll go ahead and play a... Canada, too. Yeah, well, I mean, how many musical artists are from Canada? Like, all... So many darn Canadian artists nowadays. Nickelback's from Canada. So, set in the bar. Yeah. Cream of the crop. There you go. All right. I mean, they're all as good as them. Here's a sample from the song Return to Me... Off the album Abyss by Unleash the Archers. So many words. Yeah, I, I, so, I like this album, I don't know about y'all's takes yet, because I haven't even asked Kevin, I think I talked with Ozzy about it, the album though is kind of slow to start up, um, Ozzy and I had already talked about this, it feels like it's kind of transitioning off of their last album about the character, because it's kind of like catching up with, this is where we are, and this is what's going on, but then it kind of hits its stride, in my opinion, with Return to Me, and it just kind of rolls, like Soulbound. I know Faster Than Light's kind of repetitive, but I really like that song, Wind That Shapes the Land. It really starts carrying. Um, I like the technical aspect of their playing is very good. They're very precise. They seem to be, uh, and they seem to put a lot of effort into maintaining that kind of accurate, on-tempo kind of playing. Uh, the one weak point for me would be... And this is just a personal thing. When I get a female singer, I want her to have more range in her vocals, uh, kind of like with Hailstorm or The Pretty and Reckless, where they when can. You mean range? Do you mean like? Um, they can hit different octaves. I feel okay, like. Okay, so you're talking like actual range. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I feel like I, I feel like the singer here is very good for their purpose, which she hits the kind of 
driving, shrieking, calling out kind of vocals where it's like she needs to be like punching a bunch of emotion in. But when there's not a, as much emotion, it's kind of like she's just talking in a higher kind of pitch. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And it, it also, it, it makes it kind of hard on songs that focus purely on her vocals, which was also something that I had an issue with in the early couple of songs on the album. But again, once they start splitting up the time and kind of getting more diverse with their uh, their drum beats and their guitar playing, that's when it starts getting much more interesting. And obviously, I'm also more of an up-tempo guy, so I also like it when they kick it up a notch. Um but yeah, overall, overall, I definitely enjoyed this album, and I would definitely add, I think I'm going to add uh, three or four to my playlist. I don't know that I would re-listen to the entire album, but I definitely enjoyed some aspects, and I might check out the rest of their uh, uh, discography based on this. But, I guess uh, you should probably at least check out the one before this, since it's a continuation of the same story. Oh, uh, oh yeah, certainly. But, um, true. I guess, uh, ooh, who to start with? Kevin, I haven't even heard your opinion. I know Ozzy's got some. What, what are your thoughts, Kevin? I've always got opinions. I mean, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Uh, <laughs> Mine are dirty and usually speckled. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, this was my favorite album out of the three. Um, just throwing that out there. The um, uh, just a base level, I will say I listened to it earlier today for the first time uh, on the way to the Fine Saucer. So, Which was exactly uh, why you asked us if we were recording tonight. You're like, do I have to listen to this? Fuck. Well, no, it's because Ozzy didn't respond to the 7 p.m. text messages I sent. I was like, <laughs> I if he is still alive, did he get COVID and die? <laughs> um, Instantly. Yeah. But, uh... You're not, you know, not, not wrong. I think I kind of got that vibe in a lot of ways, yeah. So I, I appreciated, I could, I could understand her lyrics, so it was nice for a metal album. Uh, but the one, I, my only real negative takeaway from this album is that I guess it's not her, it's another singer in the group, but I don't mind when the main singer does the, the the screamo thing like because she's singing at a very high pitch and then she does the screamo thing and it's like uh it's also higher pitched but there's like another voice and if it's her more power to her because that's a really low voice oh um, the one on uh what's it called the wind that shapes the land i mean sure i think it also shows up a couple of times in like it's- yeah, it's two or three songs. Yeah, but all of a sudden you have like this. I mean, it's where I think it's talking. You're talking about like the growling, right? The growling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the real low pitched growl does not feed very well into the overall like feeling of her. You know, vocals. It doesn't blend very well. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that you go from someone who's? I mean, she she has a higher pitched voice. Um singing metal so it's a little bit higher pitch and then you have this like deep growl and it just is there for a couple of you know sections a couple of bars 
and then it goes back to her singing, and it doesn't transfer very well to me. It can be and, kind of jarring, I guess. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel like it's very cohesive. I would rather her, because when she did it, when she did the kind of same growl, uh, you know, screamo kind of thing, it worked because her growls are higher pitched and it made sense because I felt like this was cohesive. This was her, you know, it's, it felt much better. Um, but that's really my only con for this album. You know, like, like I said, I listened to it while I was driving, so I wasn't really paying attention to, you know, the story that's been happening, but that's a whole different issue. You guys don't ever get that from me, uh, listeners. So if you want that in the background, I think this is pretty good. Uh, I would listen to this again. Um, I would recommend this album to somebody who likes stuff similar to, like, Dragon Force. Like I said, it is very similar, but like a female singer of Dragon Force. They had really strong, you know, like, solos, and, you know, it was on point. It was very crisp. Um, I really enjoyed it. And um, I honestly, I hated that I waited until today to listen to it because I probably wouldn't listen to it again. All right, I guess Ozzy, let's get to you. You're probably the most critical. Go ahead. No, I like I like what Kevin said about it. That um, you know, I was thinking Dragon Force Two uh, as well, and I think the difference is that these guys definitely they're different. I mean, I don't know what Dragon Force is when it comes to metal, because metal is such a very variety-filled genre. I kind of get fed up with defining it as, like, 50 million different things, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's it's just all over the place when it comes to metal in general. But this album is is straightforward. It's not, um... I I guess it depends on what you're into. Uh, When it comes to metal... Um, I can forgive an album being straightforward. I think it's. I think I'm more okay with metal being just straightforward and kind of the same sound all throughout because this, this is this is what it was. Um, but it was done very well. I do. I do. Re- I really, really enjoyed the playing on this. My only con is, I guess, that I'm also on board with you guys. Is the singing at times was not my my like my cup of tea, and I just didn't like it. Um, but she did sing very well. I think that she. There were songs where I did like her voice. A lot. I think it's a good split. There were some songs I was just like, eh, not feeling it. There were some songs like, yeah, like I like her voice. But pretty much all the songs, like musically, I, I was into. So having on in the background, like you're saying, Kevin, like on a drive or something like that, is great. Like it's just it drives. It's very move, moving forward. A lot of drums. A lot of movement. Um, I guess the other negative that I have that I don't like is I don't like synthesizers in metal music. I just it makes it seem too it makes it seem too much more than what it's there. Um, at the end of the day, I like the instruments and the singer, and they do it right. I mean, they play great. The guitar players are awesome. Like you said, they had some great solos. I think the difference between them and Dragon Force. I don't listen to a lot of Dragon Force, but what I've heard is they're insanely. They go insanely overboard with technical technical work. They like to really shred like a lot, just like crazy stuff. I think these guys are a little bit more tamed, and not because of t- lack of talent, more just because they were subtle in what they did, and they did it right. So I think I like this a lot better than Dragon Force, because I think they, you know, 
they played what they should have played in each song. It didn't feel like they were just trying to go crazy and make the song more than what it was. So there were a lot of like good riffs that I really like. You know, a lot of good um, um, sections where they switched it up and it was something else. And you say, oh, this is really heavy. Really good heaviness on this album. Um, like you had said, it sounded great production-wise. I just wasn't a fan of some of the synthesizers on this. Um, it, it says that they were doing more synth, synth on this album. And I guess it fits the aesthetic of this like uh, science fiction kind of setting that they have going on, the narrative that they're trying to write. So, I mean, it makes sense to use something like that, otherworldly. Um, but actually, it's funny, you mentioned the whole screamo kind of thing with her. Um, and this also ties into what Logan said. I really enjoy screams and metal music. Um, I think it adds a diversity to metal music sometimes. And in this case, um, you're right. In some places, it was kind of jarring because her voice is so... It's her, her regular singing voice is so clean and so like pristine and high that when you get that growl sometimes, even if it is her or someone else, it just kind of like hits you hard. Like it's just like, whoa, let's slow down. Yeah, but I think but, that I think that's also the I, intent of the story. Uh, sorry. For no, that. I know, and, and I understand. I, it's, I'm not. I'm not taking away from the fact that it makes sense to do that. But sometimes it could be a little jarring. But I did like it in most cases um, because my one, I guess my one negative with the vocals is that it did seem kind of one-dimensional. Um, kind of what you were saying, Logan, that you know she was just kind of singing in that register. You kind of wanted more range from her i wanted more range in a uh technique sense and that would come through growls and other things that metal artists can do um which they did but i just wanted more of it right um and then some songs i think the song that i had mentioned which was what is it the wind that shapes the land i actually really like the screamos in that i think it was like in the chorus um i can understand it being jarring but i thought the screamos on the screams on that were great um so that was one that stuck out to me because of the screams um, and I think the riffs in there were great as well, which most of the songs were. I was so like, I do like that aspect of it. Um, I was. What were you saying? I was kind of surprised when we picked this up because I mean I know you were kind of like just making fun, but I think one of the things you said was like, "Oh great, we got a, like an instrumental album and a concept album. This is going to be a rough week." And I was just like, I, based on your tastes in uh, music, especially with Kogeet, I was kind of like. Wow, I didn't realize you weren't going to like concepts albums, but yeah. No, I mean, I, mean, I say that as a meme mainly because I think as regular listeners, which I'm not, I, I, I don't know, I mean, when I say regular listeners, I think people that just kind of listen to maybe the radio or to singles or to, you know, kind of stay up to beat with their, the artists that they like, which is nothing wrong with that, but I, I like to really listen to the music. So I think if you're not really trying to listen intently, Sometimes concept albums can be a little much. People don't want to hear it. And I understand that because I do listen to Coheed and I know that people are taking it back. They're like, oh, the singing's kind of weird and what is he trying to say in this story? Like, I don't want to listen to that. It's too long. Like, I, I get that shit. So that's why I said that. I mean, I'm okay with concept albums. I think this did well as a concept album because I wasn't really lost and it didn't really... The playing in the background was so good that it distracted from the fact that I didn't really know what was going on story-wise. Yeah, well, and I think that was the other nice touch for me about the songs was despite them kind of carrying a story, they were also kind of just very, if you're talking about from an emotional standpoint, they're very standard metal emotion kind of songs. Like, you can tell, like, 
return to me is about, you know, wanting to get something back, uh, you know, and striking out for vengeance, you know. Abyss is about sailing through the abyss, you know, faster than lights, trying to go faster than light. So there's nothing too, despite being very interesting in, in their storytelling, there's nothing too crazy about the idea of it. And I was also pleased. Yeah, I think it was a very basic concept of good versus evil at the same time when it came to science fiction. Yeah, and I, th- I think that kind of works from a musical standpoint to simplify things. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, Kevin, any more thoughts before we go on to the next album? Um, no. I mean, I would recommend it over the other two uh, before we go into this next one. Um, you know, it was more my speed, I guess. So we're talking about beers that we enjoy. I mean, I think this is more my speed out of the three that we have. And I think that's one of the things that's going to, you know, differentiate uh, who likes these albums. And before we go into the last one, I don't think, I, I didn't hate any of the albums we had uh, this podcast, but I do think that this one was most my speed and therefore I enjoyed it the most and I think that was kind of the the deal for this one alright well well with that yeah I mean I figured it was going to be more of our tastes especially compared to the folk album and the country album speaking of are you saying that the country album and the instrumental album was not going to be us yeah and what a concept Um, so speaking of uh, we know it's not actually a country album Ozzy but uh, before I play a clip what motivated you to pick uh, front country as an album or the artist front country Um, I was just looking through the albums in general Uh, it was a random pick and I like the front cover of the album, so I just said, hey, let's give it a shot. Um, I did not know anything about the album. I didn't even look at the genre, so I didn't know what it was. And with the name Front Front Country, it doesn't, I mean, I don't really think it's a country album. And based off the album art, I didn't think it was going to be a country album. But reading into the album, reading into the group, um, I did discover that they do have some country roots. So it, just, uh, it was just on a whim, and... Yeah, we got what we got. All right. Well, with that said, let's play a sample of their song Miracle uh, by Front Country. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When I first heard that song, Miracle, I was like, what the fuck is going on in this album? Because I, I, like you said, on the Wikipedia page for them, they say it's a country album. Although it does also say a bunch, it, it says they're a country band, rather, and it says a bunch of other crap, too. But uh, well, also, 
I also read that they were like a bluegrass band. If it's the same band that they're from Nashville, I don't know what you're looking at. I think I went to their like um, their band camp or something like that because I don't think they have a Wikipedia either. Or maybe they do, but it's small. Yeah. And yeah, it's like bluegrass from Nashville. I'm like bluegrass. What I mean. That I is, that is like, not what's no. on this album. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like... Um, Bluegrass is one thing that this album is not. No, it's not. It, it, I thought it was funny. I'm like, I guess if you want to say there's some roots that at some point they were Bluegrass, but it's like saying, um, what's the name of that band that strings Ophelia? Sorry. Lumineers Bluegrass. Oh, like, Lumineers, yeah. Lumineers, I mean, I guess I could hear their influences from folk and, and Bluegrass, but they're not Bluegrass, and this is not Bluegrass. I mean, you could. I think. I think at best you could maybe make a soft rock argument. But honestly, at some points I was listening to it and I was like, "This is kind of like jazzy, kind of upbeat, kind of stuff." I don't know where I would classify this. This is very. Yeah, it was a weird. It was. I, mean, I guess the best thing I would say would be indie, honestly, because it got. You know, like you said, there were kind of like, not, I don't know, jazzy, but very rhythmic like beats. Uh, or songs, some sounded a little poppy, and then there were kind of more like country-ish inspired songs. Not that I would say country at all. Um, something like, I guess the closest country artist that I can think of that sounds like this in some way is Kelsey, not Kelsey, what's her name? Um, Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves. Like when I heard some of this, I thought of her. And actually when I heard Miracle, I thought of um, Fleetwood Mac. There's a, I felt like there's a lot of inspiration from Fleetwood Mac on that song. Um, Especially with the with like the group vocals and the lead singer being a female, obviously, um, I was like, oh, okay. So and then in that in that way, Fleetwood Mac is a little bit country inspired. You can hear that in songs and you know bands like that back in the day. Yeah, I mean they're a little bit country. They're also a little bit rock and roll. That's what I've been. Told. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you, Kevin. Um, no, I mean I was kind of. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like this album, but I also wasn't like its biggest proponent. I think uh, Miracle was one of the few songs where I'd be like, I would actually go back and listen to this again, but more from just kind of the sheer surprise it gave me when I first listened to it. Kind of like when you watch a movie and you're just like, this is not at all what I'm expecting, but I'm intrigued. At the end of the day, it wasn't a great movie, but it was so interesting to you, it just kind of hits a note in your brain you're like yeah I'd, I'd watch that again but yeah i was kind of uh surprised overall i wasn't sure what to expect getting into this album and uh some of it was definitely kind of bland but i think for the most part the emphasis they put on tempo and i guess we talked earlier with the instrumental album about how you got to put a focus on different kind of instruments and different sounds and different vocals. And they do a good job of that. Like no one song is quite like the other on this album, especially compared to what Ozzy was saying about um, Unleash the Archers, where even though it was all samey, it was kind of our style and we enjoy that. This one, they're all—they're trying a bunch of different things, and some are hit and some are miss, and it's kind of all over the place. And I, I appreciate that. I don't know that I can recommend the entire album, but there's definitely some interesting stuff going on here. Um, Ozzy, yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, think, well, I mean, I'm not—I'm just making a point on what you were, or just detailing on a point you were making, is that 
think this this was my. It's hard to pick. Guinevere was definitely my least favorite, but between this and Unleash, I you know it, they're two different albums, so I can't really pick my favorite per se. But I will say that um, um, that the the diversity in this album is what made it what made it better for me. Um, like you said, I think that they try different things sometimes, and I guess and they may. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. I thought even the songs that were a little like weird to play. I think the placement of songs was what's weird. Um, like they just like one song was upbeat, especially one and two. Like Miracle was great, it was upbeat, and then American Dream was like super slow, but like kind of like bluesy country countryish. And I thought it was a great song. I just thought it was a really weird placement to go from that to the next one. Yeah. And they did it again with Broken Record, which I thought was a great song too. Um, and then they went into Make It Now, which was, I didn't like that song that much, but it was a very slow, kind of country-ish feel, like, folk song, and I was like, this is just, I'm like, you're pulling me back and forth a little too much, even though I do like where you're leading me, it's just a little jarring, I guess. Yeah, they they also liked making us kind of, like, do the roller coaster kind of thing of emotions. Like, you would be up and happy... And American Dream was just, a, like, a super depressing song. Yeah, like, it was depressing. Well, like, it, it's depressing, <laughs> but in a realistic way, right? Because, I mean, all those things she was mentioning about, I mean, essentially just detailing the uh, America in a way that she sees it, uh, they're not necessarily wrong, um, but they're not necessarily happy thoughts. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, yeah, compared to, like, well, I guess in a way, if you really read into the lyrics, I guess Miracle's kind of like one of those where it's like, Kind of like I Need a Hero, where it's like, yeah, it's an upbeat song, but really it's, you know, it's like, I need something, otherwise I'm really struggling right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all, that's so, so I guess, so, so I guess you can make the argument that they're not all, they're all kind of like got down low, kind of ugly messages, but it's just rough when you're going from a really upbeat, kind of happy feeling kind of song, and going into a really low slow depressing kind of feel um yeah yeah they did do that a good amount but um yeah another band that reminded me of when i listened to them is um oh what's the name of that band it's got alabama in the name is it alabama uh alabama shakes right is that a band yeah that's a band yeah because the one thing that I do like about her is the vocals of this girl, which were my favorite out of the two, because the third one didn't have one. Um, she had a little bit more range, a little bit more dynamic to her, a little bit more soulful feel to it, because there were songs on here that were soulful that reminded me of the singer from Alabama Shakes. Um, I know so what that, you're talking about. Yeah. That, a positive. All right, so... Uh, technical difficulties here. Yeah, well, Kevin, we've given you plenty of time to thought. I'm just going to leave you to it. Uh, what What are your thoughts on the album? Um, so I'll agree with pretty much everything that's been said here. I think this album uh, kind of morphed between genres throughout the entire album, and it was a little bit jarring. I think they went from... I wouldn't say they were ever full country i don't yeah, want to give them that but there was definitely some twang uh to some, to some of the songs i think they went into pop territory and i think they went a little bit into like 
I don't know what to say alternative or like electro kind of kind of genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's like that one, one uh, Paramore album, right? There's like that one song that I thought of Paramore. Right? Yeah. The new Paramore? Ugh, the new Paramore screws. Yeah. Uh, but, so yeah, it was, and it wasn't done smoothly, I think is my, my biggest thing. I think there's good songs here and there, and that you could probably make a good album out of it if you really wanted to, but... I think, and, and this is where I think we come in, or at least I come in a little hypocritical, because I'll praise people for doing, you know, what they've always done, because they know it works, and I'll praise people for trying to go out of their uh, comfort zone and try something new, but I'll also ding people for doing the same thing. So, this album, I'm going to have to ding them for, not that I know what they've always done. Um, but they were trying to do a lot of things for them. And I think they did those things fairly well. But, as an album, I don't think it worked. I think if they had taken, you know, you know, each one of those types of sounds and try to, try to put them together in one album at a time, or, you, you know, but which is fairly unrealistic, I guess. But it, it just didn't work. It wasn't a very cohesive flow. Um, and I think that's what took away from this album the most for me. And I think they did a good job. I and mean, there's certainly songs that I don't like. Those are the songs that lean more country. But that's, like I said before, it's because I like a certain type of thing. And that doesn't really follow for me. But uh, it's it was an interesting album, to, to say the least. Not necessarily a bad album. I had never heard of Front Country, and like I said at the very beginning, I picked a Welsh folk singer because I thought it was country. Because I thought Ozzy was, you know, making me listen to country again. No, I wasn't even. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I only made you listen to one legit country album, and I, I thought it was a good, not generic country album. Because you both but, are fucking memeing, you tattooed. Hey. Listen, if it, it's all about... Don't let your memes be dreams, okay? Um, what was that meme y'all were sending out earlier about, like, if, did, if Ditto transforms into a whatever... A mimic you? Does the top face to the bottom face change? Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm really uncomfortable. What's the What's the consensus? I, this was my least favorite album uh, of... Of the le- or are you talking about the mimic you? Well, I was uh, talking about the mimic you, but I mean, go, yeah, we should probably stay on topic at the same time. So, according to the plush that you can buy from the Pokemon Center, it it, it changes the derp face to the face. top one, uh, which is weird because it's not actually the Pokemon's face. Uh, back to the music. This is my least favorite, and I think it's just because they they just switched up so much within the album about what kind of style they were going for um and it's probably just me being upset that they didn't go with a certain type throughout the entire album and then just kind of expand on that style and genre they did a lot of different things they did them fairly well but i would have preferred to have seen something you know oh i like you know this song make a whole album that sounds like that but expand it you know what i mean i don't need 
country twang and electro pop in the same album. I want either a electro pop album or I want a country album. I don't ever want a country album. But well, it's funny because like know. you know what you're saying. Um, the other two albums are very cohesive, mainly because one's instrumental, so it's kind of hard to be not cohesive, especially the way she was telling stories. And the other one is literally a story, so it's kind of it's impossible to not be cohesive unless it's done terribly, which they didn't do it terribly. They did it well, and I think going between those two and then this one, it's hard, like like because of what you're saying, and even more so because of that, because these other two albums are so cohesive, um, and this one is just not not taking away anything from the songs individually. Because I think one thing is one thing that you can definitely do with this album is you can take any of the songs out and put them on a playlist, and you will enjoy them. Um, on their own. I think every song on there can definitely be enjoyed by anyone on their own in any way. Um, it's not something where you kind of have to listen to the album to get the whole sense of the story or get the sense of the feeling. They're all individual kind of things, even though as a unit, it's not cohesive. Right? Well, and I do want to yeah, add... Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Well, and I do want to add this because we've talked about it in the past. If you're going to try something... This is a detriment to us because this is our first time listening to any of these bands. If you're typically, if you're going to try something new, you kind of got to earn it with your fan base. And we've talked about that with like different bands in the past. I mean, we haven't reviewed Metallica, but kind of like stuff like them where it's like, if you're going to try stuff that isn't in your genre or you're going to toy around with other genres, you kind of got to earn it with your fans through a couple of albums first. So for us, it might just be a weird one where it's like they were going with something experimental and this just happened to be the first album we came in on and we're just kind of caught off guard because uh, they tried they tried something different. And I mean... Yeah, at the same time, like, you shouldn't have any preset idea of what it sounds like because it is the first time I've listened to them. Like, if I'm basing this off... Like, oh, this is different than what they've done. I've never heard anything else. I'm looking at it as its own, you know, unit. And as a whole, you know, I thought they did okay. Some songs they did very well. Some songs are kind of, you know, all over the place. But, I mean, I know what you're saying with, like, you know, changing it up and doing something different. I guess maybe you're saying within the album itself, but maybe that's just what they do. I don't yeah, know. I, I, I mean, that's... That's a, that's also a possibility. Yeah, because I was just thinking from the perspective of, like, it seems like every other song is a different style, and I'm like, okay, um, maybe to our points on the earlier albums, maybe if they had just stuck to their thing, whatever their thing is, but, you know, you're, you're right, maybe this is their thing, just doing maybe something different. Maybe consistency is their consistency, right? Or, in, you know... Um, yeah, they're... If that's their style, then I, then I hate... Whatever it is, I hate it. <laughs> At least you're honest, man. <laughs> All right. No, I, w- I wouldn't say I hate it. I definitely, I like I said, between this and Unleash the Archer's Abyss, I definitely would listen to these albums again. And I probably will listen to uh, more of these songs because they're a little easier listening than Abyss. You know, sometimes I'm in the mood for metal and I would go back to Abyss, for sure. I guess my thing is just I would listen to certain songs. I'm not going to listen to this whole album again because it, yeah. it was not worth it. Um, and yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up for the night. Uh, Kevin, Ozzy, any last thoughts for our listeners? Um, don't, don't go to Mordecai Brewing Company unless you really want to. Um, 
yeah, be safe out there. These numbers are getting wild, but we got a vaccine. But, I mean, I feel like most of our listeners won't be able to get in until, like, summer. So, you know, be safe and enjoy your uh, holiday, whether it be Christmas, Chanukah, uh, well, I don't know when Ramadan starts. Smokey Robinson over here. Be, be careful with you. Yeah, be careful with your masturbation habits, otherwise you'll grow hair on your eyes, you know how it goes. That's that's not true at all, trust me. And if you're going to smash anything, make sure to smash that subscribe button. <laughs> oh, there he is. Come on. Ew. Oh, yeah. No, I think Hanukkah's already over. Chanukah, it's already over. Groove, you know? Yeah, why would... I, I'm over here saying, yeah, Feliz Navidad is over, but how do you not know Chanukah's over? Feliz Navi's dad? Navi's dad, yeah. Yeah, I mean it'll certainly it'll certainly be over by the time this comes out, one way or the other. Yeah, you know, I, I like how just because I was in a Jewish fraternity, I'm suddenly part of the Jewish hierarchy that runs our government. Is that how that works? I mean, no, if you're in a Jewish fraternity, yeah. you should just know when the fucking holidays are. Yeah, yeah. If you call yourself a Jew, you really can't. You know, I mean, I have never. I have never, this is all staying in, by the way. I have never called myself that. Ever people just assume, because I was in a Jewish fraternity. All right. I, was, I feel like this is good too. <laughs> okay. Is that you at least know when, like, Passover or Chanaka or whatever. I don't know what the other Jewish holidays are. Yeah, but Chanaka's over, so yeah, I do know that. Um, Passover, yeah. I didn't know that. What? Is it over? You just said you didn't. Yeah, no. I, no, I uh, said I, I from the eleventh to the nineteenth. I said I'm pretty sure to the nineteenth. Yeah, I said I'm pretty it's sure it's days. over. Yeah, it's eight days, and it started the Thursday before Secret Santa, which is on the eleventh. So people are gonna listen back and like, uh, I don't know. Okay, so anyway, people are gonna be pissed off that they missed Chanukah. Yeah, all, all my fraternity yeah. brothers are gonna be like, "Oh my god, you don't know when Chanukah is." It's like, son of a bitch. All right. Okay. Well, with all that said, uh, I hope y'all have a happy holidays, whatever holidays you decide to celebrate. Um, good, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>